Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Radio Redux and it's another one of those shows. Yes, I, under cover of darkness, have sneaked into the other podcast and pulled out of there three individuals who uh, normally only get together once a year actually at the end of the year for their top games of said year. But they're here now, and they're here, we're going to have a discussion about games, because, you know, it's that kind of podcast. I have with me a Shadow Fox. Ahoy, hoy. An Erfart. Yarg. And it's been a little while since he's been on Radio Redux, and we're glad to have him back, as always. He is the irrepressible Turbo. Greetings, everyone. Absolutely. Now... Earthart is the host for these type of discussions, so with the show suitably introduced, and um, just before a little bit of music, which you'll probably know out here, it's over to him to discuss for today's discussion. Yes, well, normally when I have these other two wise men uh, with me, namely Shadowfox and Turbo, uh, we're normally discussing the greatest games of the year, but uh, it's a little bit early for that. Um, we're recording this in the middle of summer. We're actually halfway through the year rather than at the end of the year it's pretty much oh mid- granted uh, with us recording it halfway uh, through the year i think we still got a good plethora of contenders for game of the year anyway I don't have, but we'll get I, into that I, at the I, end I, of the I, year you'll find out how it all pans out i think the second half of this year is what i'm looking forward to most <laughs> yeah i i don't have five games for this year yet but um i thought well we're always just looking at the year. Why don't we look at something a bit longer? You know, like the greatest games of all time. And then we kind of got into discussions about, um, yeah, kind of not sure I can categorise my top five games. I can, because I've had my list for a couple of years now. But Earthbot uh, hates every single game that's ever come out since 2001, everybody. I need to check what the most recent game on the list is, actually. <laughs> I, did, I did do a chat of the games I'll be talking about today, and it is there's not a new one on there for the past decade or so. When- yeah, I would... Well, actually, I, I've pretty much got you all beat myself, because uh, the, the old... Like, the youngest uh, game that I have in my list is... Uh, what was it? From 2002. <laughs> One of my games is technically post-2006. So... <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're going to at least discuss five games that we love each. Um, in some capacity or form. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this isn't this isn't a be-all, end-all kind of like listings from all of us. These are just our personal favourite games mm. of all time that we consider as the all-time greats yes from that was given to us by yeah. the industry we yeah it's, it's the ones that are to us though it's as a per- yeah it's um it's a, there'll be a lot just, of personal yeah. preferences here not yeah. necessarily i could definitely say one of the games is definitely not a good game at the moment <laughs> but, <laughs> hmm, but actually with, with you that could be several <laughs> that could be several but, but it, in it, this it, in this day and age it could be anything really could, because that's how the, the live model is also be extremely relevant let's just say the first two games are going to pick 
I'm going to make sure this, this out very on the much first. Depends upon when this show comes out. You do realize it will. This is true. It will. But it'll be it'll be the most relevant if I talk about them. Th- these ones first. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, I guess so. I mean, I don't know if you guys had any method to your madness. Mine are literally what I consider the five games I enjoy the most that I want to go back and play all the time. And that have kind of shaped the way I think about games. I think is probably the best description I that's can give. What, that's where that's where I've gone in terms of narrowing down. Because all of us had like, apart from you, with your your chiselled in granite from top of a mountain <laughs> delivered by Moses on tablets. You've heard of my games. top five down in Portsmouth at some <laughs> yeah. point. No, 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 no. You say tablets. You really meant Steam decks. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a Steam deck. <laughs> In, you know, they were just engraved on the back of an iPad <laughs> by a customization service. Um, but yeah, we're all in that thing. We've got huge lists, and yeah, it's all down to that, what Earthart said, like the, the preferences, really. And obviously, if, if, you're, if you don't want bias. Yeah. you're in the it, wrong place this is all, all oh, about yes. bias <laughs> it'll also yeah. depend on the phase of the moon and whether <laughs> Jupiter is in alignment depending oh, on what I, the I favourite say, game is my number 5 and my number 6 are very very close um, and I've actually picked my number 5 based on this is the one people can actually play whereas the number 6 choice would be yeah you can't get this anymore out of my list there's only one game on it that you can't get anymore at least so also, folks, we're specifically not going to give you any honourable mentions. Again, that's because our lists are so big, we can come back to this topic at a later date. So, yeah, we're, so we're keeping them. <laughs> there's there's going to be one game of mine that might have a hmm, exception to the rule, but uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. From 16-bit classics to modern epics and everything in between, join us for more great gaming tunes here on Radio Redux. And as such, shall I start then, gentlemen? By all means. Please do. Yep. So, my number five is a 
game in a very long-running franchise. Uh, in fact, it's recently had its 16th mainline installment recently. Uh, so that is Final Fantasy. But which Final Fantasy game is it? Does anyone want to have a good Nine. Yeah, Turbo's already got it on the head. Okay, just like I know fine how pop like everyone normally when it's like Final Fantasy, it's always uh, it's either gonna be six, seven, or nine. And most of the time, a lot of people in recent years have been talking about nine being the greatest of all time. Uh, there, you get some people who were obviously a lot younger uh, saying that ten. Um, is uh, the best in the series. And I can or, perfectly understand that, to be fair. Yeah, or 14 if you're... Uh, or, well, 14 if you're an MMO nut. And to be fair, um, 14, I think, is a good shout. 14 is one of the few games that have been rising higher and higher on my top 50 list. Um, mm. But, yeah, Final Fantasy IX. So, to be fair, Final Fantasy IX, I played when it originally came out. Um, so I have been a fan of it since it came out, but I did play 7 and 8 before it as well. Um, but for me, there's a couple of things that make Final Fantasy IX really solidify its place in the top in my top five. First of all, I think it's actually the most beginner-friendly of the Final Fantasies. Ten can kind of argue that as well, but the thing with Nine is there's not that much character customization. All of the characters have specialized skills that you utilize, and most of the time you don't get to pick which characters you are until halfway through the game, almost. So it's much easier to go, hey, here's how you get used to magic users and to thieves and to white mages, etc, etc. But I love the overall, I think the story is amazing. I love the fact that every character has their own story as well as this overarching story. Um, The graphics, because it's slightly more cartoony, hold up a little better than Final Fantasy VII's blocky style and Final Fantasy VIII trying to be a bit too realistic and looking a bit like garbage these days um and there's plenty of variety and depth in the game there's the chocobo stuff there's the um card game within the game which is a whole other thing although people still prefer final fantasy 8's card game and that's fine um but yeah overall it's one of the games that i think is just it, it is one of the best final fantasy full stop uh, i think it has one of the best because it has the best story, and because it's so user-friendly, I think it's much easier to get into. It's much easier to just enjoy again. Um, and I've played it through about three or four times at this point. I still haven't done everything in the game. There are some, especially with the recent re-releases, some ridiculously hard achievements and things to do in the game. I've never done the speed run to get the most powerful weapon, because it, you skip a load of the game that I enjoy. I've never actually beaten the super boss in that game uh osma so uh, that's something i have to go back and do and of course i've never got the jump rope king achievement because why why, why would you ever do that but every final fantasy game has those kind of things i've never beaten the super bosses in 10 so you know um but i still love nine nine's the one i go back to i love them uh, i love the way the moogles are portrayed in it um, I, you know, VV is definitely one of my favourite characters in all the games. I like the fact that Zidane's not a moody teenager. He's um, upbeat and he kind of is the rock everyone looks to because he's upbeat and self-confident. Um, some of the later characters they introduce, especially Armament, Armament I think it's called, um, 
are a bit eh, who cares? Um, Quinner is also another stand-up favourite because, you know, the the Blue Mage job has always been a bit of a weird one, but a Blue Mage that learns stuff by eating enemies is just fun. Um, so, yeah, Final Fantasy Nine. I mean, it may be quite a basic choice, although Nine tends to come after Six and Seven, I think, in the rankings. But, yeah, Nine has plenty of love. If the rumours of a remake come out, I'll be more than happy for it. But, you know, you can still get Nine on pretty much everything under the sun at the moment <laughs> that's out. It's definitely on Steam. It's definitely on PlayStation, Xbox and Switch. So, um, this is one you can enjoy. If you've never played a Final Fantasy game before, this is genuinely the one I would recommend starting with. Yeah, what more could I say? Unless you guys had questions. Well, I've got the game... Uh... Uh, kind of like readied for the 100 games bucket list uh, that I have. So I got the Switch version ready for whenever that gets redeemed. Uh, although that's going to be for a while, <laughs> a while <laughs> away now with uh, what I'm currently doing on my Twitch channel, which you can follow me at twi- uh, twitch.tv forward slash Turbo Drive Live. Um, <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I totally understand uh, because I've been seeing a lot of people's kind of like uh, admiration for nine shine more in recent years uh, over the likes of uh, 6 and 7 which have been always been the 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 pinnacle of like the like old school like proper old school SNES Final Fantasy and then 3D Final Fantasy um, don't get me wrong or both Sony, of the games or PlayStation I've, Final Fantasy. I've not played 6 all the way through so I can't really comment on that one seven Mm. i have and i've completed several times as well um and it is a good game but the thing the thing that i think that i would recommend nine over seven is because the whole material system in seven was confusing to me as a child and it has a lot of nuances in in it whereas final fantasy nine you don't have to worry about that it's everyone has their skills and yeah they can learn abilities and stuff off equipment but you don't need to worry about that so much as no, Vivi's the one that casts magic. Zidane is the one that nicks stuff. That you know, it's very clear cut. You know what each character does. You know what you need to give them to make them better. I'll also give this to Final Fantasy IX. It is the more fantasy in design than its con- con- contemporaries uh, up until recently, where um, you know, sixteen brought more fantasy back into the series rather than because i know i know fantasy can be interpreted in many ways but how i see fantasy i see as magic you know magic uh, and uh, adventure kind of like uh, sword sorcery kind of like thing, kind of like dungeons and dragons effectively and that's how i see nine being more fantasy than any other entry in the series I've, i think that was its purpose as well yeah, and I think I think that helps bear because it it gives a lasting more. It's like character design is obviously a lasting appeal to a game. If the character design is great and it's memorable, then it's got to be remembered, you know, a lot longer than your generic first person shooter uh, and whatnot. And because because I've seen the character designs, I've seen the dark mage that this played. He's pretty iconic. In his own right, based on his design alone, uh, 
I don't know the name of the character, but I can I can visualize what it is. He's, it's he's like called it, Vivi. Know, he's a guy in a robe, and he's got it's darkened out, and it, you could just see his eyes, yep. um, you know, glowing. And it's it's a bold kind of like character design. So I can totally com- uh, uh, like uh, give props to uh, the team behind Final Fantasy IX to actually giving uh, that entry. Uh, a really recognizable uh, kind of like um, you know um, uh, design, and that goes for all the to, characters to make it to make it stand out from the rest of the series. It's, what's quite nice is all the characters have their individual profiles as well. Again, I look forward to when you get to meet Quinn Quail because it is interesting, and I have to use the term "it" because no one knows what its gender is, even in game. <laughs> Oh well, and it's like, I, I, and you know me. I when it, whenever it's a game that doesn't have any voice acting in it, I'm gonna be voicing all the characters. So that's gonna be interesting how the voice it all. I think the only one that's ever had a voice is Zidane and Vivi, because mm. Vivi is in Kingdom Hearts. So ah, fair dues. But yes, so yeah, my number five, my, mine are in order from five to one. Um, so yeah, Fan Fantasy Nine is my number five.
that goes to me then. Uh, with uh, my uh, well, my list is not in in any particular order, but I'll go with uh, you know the first one that I have on my list here, and we went one went to one RPG series to technically to another is technically RPG, but it's like action RPG, um, and. It was actually very last minute of which one because I I'm doing a one one per franchise rule, essentially where I can't just put you know multiple game same games from the same franchise, um, you know coming in, and I really thought about it and I was like, okay, it's and the recent one just came out not too long ago and I thought oh but I like this one better, oh wait, which one actually got me into it more? Or into the series more, and then I thought, oh, it has to be this one because this was the one that I loved playing the most back in the day, and I, in my opinion, it still holds up today. And that's going to be the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that's fair. This game is iconic, plain and simple. It was the first 3D Zelda to be, you know, showcased. Uh, on a new system on like the N64 and whatnot. And granted, I didn't own a N64, but I was able to kind of like borrow an N64 for a while and I got to play it and got the w- all the way through it. And then eventually with future re-releases and even the the 3DS uh, remake for it, um, you know, gave, gave me more, ad- you know, uh, admiration to kind of like enjoy it more and i've i i like if you sat sat me down and say okay uh, which zelda game do you want to play i would always play ocarina of time over any of the other entries even though i like because the other game that i did have for this list for today was breath of the wild but i feel as though i <laughs> i can't sit down and do everything in breath of the wild uh, even though I've just, you know, I did do a one hundred percent playthrough of that uh, in my own time, but the the doing doing the whole one hundred percent stuff in Breath of the Wild is more of a chore than it is fun. Me with Ocarina of Time, I find that be more fun to me by going through this. Even though it's very linear, it is effectively very linear, but it's still fun. And even then, like, I can probably go through it, and I'll probably find something new that I never knew about whatsoever. I've ha- I have done with some of these games uh, in years where I've gone back to them and go, "Huh, oh, I don't remember that." You know, so yeah. But no, um, Ocarina of Time. There's not much else I could say. It's it's you know it's a you know a well. Pardon the pun. A legendary title <laughs> in the industry, uh, where it's uh, introduced so many things. The Z targeting system was a, a factor uh, for many um, gaming gaming designs uh, going forward. For you know, locking onto enemies and stuff like that. Um, and uh, the the lore of the series pretty much expanding more from that entry alone. With the whole, you know, kind of like uh, multiple timeline kind of like theories and stuff like that. That is pretty much the game that kind of like opened the floodgates to theories, I feel as though. Oh, what, uh, to the Zelda theories? 
Yeah, I, the the multiple timeline theories of uh, of uh, you know of Zelda and whatnot. Open the floodgates, uh, Nintendo desperately trying to make sense of what they've just done. Oh, <laughs> them, them, uh, yeah, definitely. Them, them trying to oh, yeah, I, hold I guess back that, the raging tides. Yeah, I guess um, sure this. <laughs> So, well, you see, there's three timelines. <laughs> so, where's the third one? It's like, ah, but what, it depends on how ah, well you but, did in this game. Yeah, yeah. It it very much depends. Did you did you win? Well, not necessarily. <laughs> depends upon this coin flip. I, I'm very much in the camp that I prefer the 3DS version of the game. Uh, but I will say that I one thing I would like to do. And I think it might be on Ken's bucket list at some point as well. Is try the randomizer for the game. There's a few. There's at least two Zelda games um, which are down on the on to do a race or randomizer for it. Um, and um, Ocarina is in the conversation. I don't want to mention of the said other Zelda games unless they come up. Unless they come up in someone's list at a later <laughs> point. Um, but I mean, Turbo made a great point in the Ocarina is you have games within a series which then transform the series and we just had Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy 7 is one of those oh god gotcha. transforms <clears throat> the series then there are games that transform the genre that they're in outside of the series the actual genre itself and Ocarina of Time is one of those but there are also games <coughs> rare games not rare games necessarily, um, but special games which not just change the genre, not just change the series, but actually change gaming. Video games itself that set a bar for everything else around it. And Ocarina of Time is one of those very rare, very special titles. I mean, Ocarina... Ocarina of Time is still, by quite a lot of people, still considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest game of all time. It's still number one or two of most lists. And usually, at this these days, if it's beaten by anything, it's beaten by Breath of the Wild. So, mm-hmm. Which yeah. is interesting. Effectively. But I, I find it very interesting as well, what, what you said, Turbo, about Breath of the Wild being a chore at times. Mm-hmm. And there is, I think... Uh, a possibility of a discussion for a later date as to wh- and this goes with Tears of the Kingdom as well oh yes is I'm... that have games become have some games become too big for their own good <laughs> I saw an article earlier and it was talking about how a bunch of ex-devs from certain studios were gathering together and they said they're going to make the next 10,000 hour game and I all I'm thinking is I'm not going to put 10,000 hours into any game you make that is too much game and I, if it's too, I, yeah. if, if, if there's if like and it's, it's a problem that people are worried about with star bound the new bethesda one yeah big oh, galaxy yeah, no. star- all these planets apparently 10 percent have stuff on them why have the other 90 percent if there's nothing to do there? 90 percent of your time you're going to arrive at a destination and be disappointed because the thing is like with games we play multiplayer Half of the enjoyment is your friends, and that can yeah. elevate a game. But you still have to have the content underneath it to keep it going, basically. Because we'll just move on to other games we can play as friends. 
and that's uh, yeah. And so when you've got a single player experience, stuff like the lore and the story and and the and the characters you meet along the way, those are much more. If those are very very rich, you get a much better experience. But multiplayer games don't necessarily have to lean on that so much. I would say, um, in terms of in terms of the experience. So again, this is where Ocarina is a good example from what Turbo said in that it, it did go and expand everything pretty drastically with that game. Nobody knew what was going to go, what was going to happen in that game at all. And the fact, you know, and again, like Turbo said, he's still discovering new things. You've still got people that have been playing the game and speedrunning the game for years they're still discovering like very minor things but they're still discovering mm. things yeah i it's uh, it's i again another factor when uh seeing these kind of like games from a, a much bigger perspective is that all the different kind of like uh uh players who play the game and of course it's always the speedrunners that always uh, have the more uh, interesting uh, kind of like uh, outlook on those games, and of course, Ocarina of Time being a big uh, speed run speed run game uh, for um, for that community and whatnot, and they always see new things or try out new things. I mean, I think uh, what was it? Recent times uh, for it uh, only got you know like like really cut down the kind of like length of a run. Uh, just by a few, you know, little tweaks here and there of of how to go through it, and it's interesting how that goes. And that's just another, that's just, but that's just another factor. Um, but uh, overall, I just find uh, the world of Ocarina of Time uh, in, uh, very engaging and very uh, like very interesting. And uh, it it was the first kind of it was effectively a cinematic feel to the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that there wasn't story to begin with with previous entries. I mean, linked to, a, a lot of older school Final Fantasy uh, uh, Legend of Zelda fans will uh, say that Link to the Past is obviously the the be all to end all when it comes to like story, gameplay, atmosphere, and all that, or not. But I really, in my personal opinion, I thought that Ocarina of Time did do that uh, more by expanding more on. Uh, you know the Triforce expanding more on, uh, you know the the sages, the different races that you can have that, that were developed in that uh, in that entry in Ocarina of Time, and uh, the different kind of like uh, methods, puzzles, you know, uh, you know combat, all that. I feel as though they they obviously did the uh, did a really good first effort. When it came to taking Zelda from the 2D into 3D, and uh, yeah, that's uh, why it still remains as one of my favorite games of all time. As, as a quick one, Turbo. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, do you is there like a favorite moment that you have in Ocarina? Is there something when when Ocarina comes up, you always think of oh that that that's see that's my favorite that's my favorite fight or my favorite moment or the probably the one that sticks out the most uh, would have to have been um, going uh, doing the uh, uh, was it 
that first trek as young Link, going through Kokoriko Village, uh, uh, or Kokoriko Forest, whatever, uh, talking to the different Kok- Kokori uh, there, uh, going into De- Great Deku Tree, and doing the first boss and taking out Goma. I think it was Goma. It's Goma, yeah. It's Goma. Um, um, uh, in the first fight, and I thought that was a really good kind of like first introduction to the game and whatnot. Going, from, you know, just interacting with the different characters, doing the little quest, getting your sword, getting your shield, going in, for, taking on your first threat and whatnot, and then you start off on your great grand adventure with a, a, a you know, a, I wouldn't say a sorrowful goodbye from your. The, at then best friend the sorry the sorry uh, goodbye yeah get, does get you a little bit doesn't it because it's like yeah she knows yeah and then um, it's it's expanded on later on in the game mm-hmm. as well of what her role is in link's technically, kind of like technically journey they lose each other twice if you think about mm-hmm. it it's it's uh it's one of those zelda little stabs to the heart that they'd love to do hmm <laughs> Which they've ha- they haven't stopped doing. No, they haven't <laughs> it's stopped like doing, but... even even to the most recent uh, entry, yeah. they they haven't stopped doing that. Yeah, but yeah, that first step, that first step from becoming being just a boy to being becoming a hero. Hmm. A also, man. another thing that I always loved was the Goron, uh, big Goron sword quest. That 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 was it, like it was a long, expanded kind of like thing of little odd jobs doing that. And but once you're done, oh by God, you get a great reward out of it. Out of interest, Tubbo, was it your first Zelda? No, uh, my first Zelda was actually uh, Link's Awakening okay. uh, on the Game Boy. Yeah, and even though that was my first one, and I did enjoy it, it doesn't have the lasting appeal and uh, replayability I have with Ocarina of Time. Have no, you taken fair. on the remake? Have you taken on the remake? I have taken on the remake, but uh, again, I was just like, I love, I love Ocarina of Time more. That, it's just like now yeah. isn't that interesting isn't that interesting that even with the modern polish it's still it still doesn't quite measure up so that's, that's yeah so that, that again that speaks hard even though it, no knock on Link's Awakening remake for Switch or whatever uh, it's really good it's definitely a really good game to kind of like play but I just have more an affinity for Ocarina of Time more than it because I've played that more as time especially with uh, the GameCube um, uh, re-release uh, that they did for the collector's disc uh, and the 3D remake for the 3DS I've just played those versions more than I have Link's Awakening so it's a good choice I think you'll have a lot of support for that one did anybody else have Ocarina on the list? no uh, if I, I was going to pick one I would pick Majora's Mask over Ocarina of Time personally I would have probably picked Breath of the Wild, but that's only because that's the only other one I've played properly. So <laughs> that's a small list. But the other Zelda, the old Zeldas are things I would like to get around to. I mean, I think n- there is no Zelda on my list. My favourite Zelda is probably Wind Waker, but that might be nostalgia talking because Wind Waker was the first one I played. But I did get the Ocarina of Time disc with it, so that's when I first played Ocarina of Time as well. And with that one, you also had the Master Quest yes. version, which uh, I've only played once over myself, but that would be something I want to replay again to see uh, see if I can get better at uh, the Master Quest version. Mm-hmm.
is Radio Redux.
Shadowfox. That was neat. Uh, you know, I I will deviate from my list a little bit, partially because it's a little bit more fitting as you were talking about sort of games, large games, exploration-y games that changed a franchise. As far as games that I go back to, one of the ones that I always end up finding myself going back to is Fallout 3. It's a it, good one. It's, a, it's the like I said, it was the deviation from the isometric view, handing over to Bethesda, and going into a first-person style. It's it was it was a hard toss-up between that and New Vegas. <laughs> New Vegas, obviously, by um, Obsidian, the original guys, and I think yes. that that I think that the um, story is more interesting in that one but i occasionally find that there's a little too much to sit down and play with and get properly invested with like when i'm playing fallout 3 that's the kind of game where i can sit down and i can become the character i'm playing i can sort of put myself in their shoes better and react to the world as how i want to react and experience it And the fact that it's so simple, I've done many challenge runs on that game before. I've gone around to acquire every uh, like landmark you can get, even though some of them are, te- are designed to not really be possible. I've tried performing all factions, seeing the interactions. And like you were saying, like with a game that's too big, Fallout 3, I think, hits the sweet spot in that if you see something... There's usually something to do there. Like, you can go... Like, there are places, there are towns that you have no reason to go to. But if you do, you get a nice little storyline. You might end up running up and meeting the... Uh, like, the Cannibal Town, for example. I c- like, the only reason you might go there is because some lady in a town somewhere says, Oh, my husband was doing a thing to deliver something over here and he hasn't come back he's probably either dead or gone off with some hussy and you can only find that out by and it's not a quest it's not an actual like here's a marker go north go the thing it's just why not explore up there let's see what's see what's up there and the fact that there's just a like an entire plethora of ways to play it like do you want to go big guns small guns melee do you want to be sneaky? Do you want to be able to lockpick everything? Do you want to be able to hack everything? You can have robot buddies. It's just one of those ones where I've been able to... like I think I've played it and gone through it maybe a dozen or so times. It's usually one I pick up once a year when I just want to, let's say, disappear from the world for a bit. That's, <laughs> that's impressive because it's not a small game. <laughs> it, it's not a small game and it's... I think maybe like partially is like in deep ingrained in my brain somewhere is all the memories of how to do the things. And sometimes not even things you would expect. Like I say like and you have like and the results aren't always what you expect. Sometimes the uh like there's a great quest that where it's like, oh there's a really fancy posh hotel, Tenpenny Tower, and it's like, well, this guy was like, can we get 
Megaton, you know, is ruining the view. Can we move them? To which one of the guys is like, well, there's a nuke there. I'll just blow that up and clear the town off the map. Oh, I remember that mission. It's, it's yeah. basically one of the first missions you encounter because Megaton is the first place you go to and the guy is there. No, I found that one really late because oh, the really? way I explored the map was... You didn't so get a Megaton did... first. <laughs> no, I did go Megaton first, but then I wandered off somewhere else. Because no, the... the thing I like, and I did this with Skyrim too, was when I was... Because you can fast travel. But when I was yeah. first exploring the map, and it's like, I'm going in this direction, and I don't know what's over there. Sod it, I'm just going to walk there, and any intra point of interest on the way, I'm going to go there, so I've got another fast travel point on the way. Yeah, it's like the amount of times like you wander around, and then you kind of go, well, actually, I'm going here. But if I just travel a little bit off in this direction, I can see there's a town, and that'll allow me to get back here faster next time <laughs> well it's also just like and this is a save point for me so i can go back to megaton heal up then get back there and start doing the rest of the journey um or you know i might discover new weapons or fun stuff there yeah that's things like the choo-choo rifle that makes a little 2d noise when you fire the train honking would you go fast? I, I don't remember that one uh it's, it's the railway spy gun it's quite entertaining because you impale people to the wall with it I, I I know I got I think I got a thousand G on that on the Xbox. I can't remember. I know I I hundred percented Skyrim on the PlayStation. Dear God, why? Yeah. <laughs> uh, only the base version, so it wasn't that bad. I was saying you've got twelve other versions of Skyrim to hundred percent now. <laughs> no, this was the PS3 version. I hundred percented without any DLC. Three versions of Skyrim. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I I have no, yeah, I done it so many times. Like, like initially, the game had that moment where it's like it's the end of the game, and you were, and you are fought. Like, it was a exploration game which had an end, which yes, which was like why, and it was it was so hilarious. The reasoning it was like, well, you're the super mutant, my buddy Fox here. You can go in there without any harm. And he's like, no, my friend. We must not deserve. We must not betray fate. Your destiny lies in the chamber, and it's like, oh, go fuck yourself for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember which that. It, yeah, which which was kind. Of, it was for the, like the DLC afterwards. Opened it up. It was like it, you know, Forks just the, go in there. <laughs> yeah, as dumb as it was. I, the the that, other big mission I remember is the one where you go into that. Uh, you go into like pods and go into a virtual town where yeah. the scientist is trying to screw with everyone. Yeah, the German scientist who, who's the little girl. <laughs> and this thing, there's there's always fun, and there's, there's always a little fun story. Like all the vaults are their own self-contained weird stories because they're all science experiments for what to, what do people do in isolation. It's like, will are you willing to kill your overseer each year to continue living? And then Everyone find out is, it was a joke if you didn't do joke. it. Yeah. It was and fine. It's like, and it's like, everyone here is named Gary. Gary. <laughs> Isn't that they clone him or something? I, I watched a video on like the worst vault experiments ever recently. So, no, it's a, it's a nice game. I I don't know. I agree. I don't know whether I prefer that or New Vegas. Yeah, because they've both got strong points. 
they both got strong points. I th- the, I mean, I would I would rate the New Vegas storyline and the DLCs above, but the gameplay was a little bit buggier. All the different ammo types for guns as well. There was a lot more juggling, which in ways is fun, is fun if you want to get immersed more. But also it's like, if you just want to sit back and chill, 3 is my preferred version. Hmm. I've, I've never played a Fallout game. Have you not? Same here. Some, it, some, it, somebody's played one on my system, but it's... <laughs> and I think on my account... But I've actually never played the Fallout game. <laughs> One and two are very different to three and four. I Indeed. think my recommendation would be start off with three. If if I was to do anything, I I would do three or New Vegas. Mm-hmm. I would start uh, with three because New Vegas three. is very much meant for Fallout three players to continue on. I th- I think. Would you agree, Shadow Fox? It, um, yeah, like if. Like Vegas has a whole lot more to it. Like if if you pick up three and you like three and you want more, you'll want New Vegas. But again, you're gonna want to do the whole like fan made modding to fix the bugs and the patches and all that stuff and adjust the UI for peace for like whatever. So yeah, they're quite they're quite old games now. <laughs> they are old games, but it, it means that the that the mod support has pretty much been. Like because the game hasn't had any updates, the patch the patches for it are solid. It just works so long as you fix it. it yeah, yeah. Bethesda, Bethesda's uh, <laughs> strategy: make a game, you guys fix it. <laughs> cool. It's not a strategy; it's a musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tragedy. <laughs>
never miss a show. Subscribe to Radio Redux now on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and all major podcast platforms.